All right, glad you're with us. 104 days till we, you, the American people, have the choice, the biggest choice election in our lifetime. And that's just a reality. That's just a simple truth. That's just facts now. Um, and a lot now is on the ballot every single day. It matters. Uh, you know, great republics fail and, 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 and collapse. What we're watching unfold in America's cities is a preview of coming attractions. Think about it this way. If the if now you've got the Biden plan on, OK, yeah, police have become the enemy and they're supposed to help the American right, they become the enemy and we're going to reallocate funds. OK, I've yet to hear him say one nice word about the brave men and women that put their lives on the line every day to protect the American people in, in towns and cities all across the country. Pretty despicable, pretty thoughtless uh, on his part. You know, he was the one as a senator talking about predators and, quote, the racial jungle. Uh, he didn't want his kids in with integration and, and all of these other things. He said all of that. And I'm thinking if you want to know what a preview of coming attractions is going to look like. Okay. I've been pointing out the safety, security law and order argument, right? Okay. That's big. And Joe Biden is now bought into it. Just like he's bought into Bolshevik Bernie's economic plan, AOC's radical green new deal plan, Beto Bozo O'Rourke's gun confiscation plan. Uh, just like he's bought into higher taxes, redistribution of wealth, uh, and every other radical failed policy that he's had. But think about government. What does government do well? Because not it's not a whole lot. You know, think about, for example, Biden-Obamacare. Okay, what was the promise that they gave? This is the failure of socialism, right? That, that's government-run health care. This is, this is their system. They made promises. They reiterated those promises. They sold us a bill of goods. You promised to, that you're going to keep your doctor, keep your plan, and save money. The average American family will save, on average, $2,500 a year. Okay, the verdict is in. Millions of Americans lost their doctors. Millions of Americans lost their plans. Uh, everybody is paying more, on average, almost 200% more per American. Okay, that did not work out. Add to that that almost 40% of people in this country have one Obama Biden care exchange option. That's it. Every promise they made, promise made, promise broken. Look at the promise of Social Security. Hate to tell you, but guess what? They're going to raise the age in which you can uh, finally receive Social Security uh, benefits. They're going to means test it, meaning you could have paid into it your whole life. Then they'll legalize stealing all your payments in spite of the promise that you get that money back, um, they're both bankrupt. They're headed to bankruptcy. So another, you know, promises, utopia that, that have failed. You want to look at probably the biggest failed government institution? That would be your educational system, especially in blue states, especially in big cities, especially in places like New York and Chicago and Baltimore and and Seattle and Portland. I'm sure they follow suit. California, the same. You know, how is it that we spend more per capita on education than any country in the industrialized world than we come in close to 40th in terms of results? Not about money. 
It's about them not getting the job done. Well, those are government schools. Now we're going to hand over the entire economy without oil, gas, and coal, the lifeblood of the world's economy. Now we're going to hand that over to them. Now we're going to double down on stupid with Obamacare with a bunch of new false promises. And now we're going to believe a, a government job will always be available for us, a government a salary always available to you. You're gonna, we're going to expand government schools, for, I guess, from the minute kids are born to the minute they graduate college. We're going to, what, indoctrinate them into to being good little socialists? Well, they haven't done so well with the schools that they have now. Now, there are good public schools, but they're not in the big cities run by liberal mayors for decades and the blue states that have been run by liberal governors for decades. So now you've got Biden now is is gone hardcore left wing extreme radical socialist by AOC's new Green Deal. The promise that everything's free. You think your retirement's going to be there for you? Uh, You're not even I'm telling you, wait till they say, yeah, Social Security's bankrupt. We can't afford it. We're going to raise the retirement age to 72 or basically a week before most Americans are expected to die. And that'll be the only way that they save it. Oh, you saved too much money. I know you pay, you worked 50 plus years of your life, but we're not even going to give you a penny of that money back because you saved money and we're going to we're going to punish people that are responsible. That wasn't their promise. So they'll legalize stealing even that money. Then they're going to raise their taxes elsewhere. They can't even keep their cities safe and secure from, you know, shootings. Look at what happened in Chicago last night. I'll give you a little bit of a warning. On, you know, this shooting that took place will start with a, a, a CBS report on the funeral shooting and audio of the Chicago funeral shooting. I'll play them back to back for you so you completely and fully understand what took place last night. I mean, it happened just moments before Hannity went on the air and 14 people were shot. 14. I, I don't know if any of them have died. I don't know if any of them are on life support. But this, sadly, is now the typical day. Now, there's another part of this equation, too. You know, unless there's some political benefit to liberal Democrats, you don't know the names of all the people in all of these liberal cities and all of these blue states that are being shot up every weekend and what have become war zones. Anyway, just listen. This is this is a preview of coming attractions of Biden, Bolshevik, Bernie, AOC, Bozo, Schumer and Pelosi are in power. And yet another mass shooting in Chicago. At least 15 people wounded last night outside of a funeral home in the Auburn-Gresham neighborhood. Unbelievable. CBS 2's Mugo Odigwe joins us live at Advocate Christ Medical Center in Oak Lawn. And Mugo, the victim count was just up from 14 to 15. What else do police know about this shootout right now? Well, Ryan, this is where most of the victims are being treated. We've learned some of them were sent to four area hospitals. And then this morning, we got an update from police. We know the youngest victim was 21 years old, the oldest 65. Ten of them are women and five men. We're also learning that some of them are in good condition, others in serious condition. So here is a look at video of the aftermath. Bodies on the ground surrounded by loved ones and first responders. Police say all of this started around 6 30 last night as mourners were leaving Rhodes funeral home 
That's when several people inside a black car heading west on 79th Street started shooting at those attending the funeral. Chicago police say the attendees returned fire, resulting in a shootout along 79th Street. In fact, police tell us at least 60 shots were fired. The funeral was for a shooting victim, and sources tell CBS2 police were warned that something like this could happen. Police say a squad car was assigned to the funeral, but as a precaution because of the size. All occupants of the vehicle fled in multiple directions, so we, we have one person of interest in custody. Uh, right now, they don't have any injuries, so we're still investigating that. We're told one of the victims was an innocent bystander. Those are the sound that, that that's every weekend in Chicago. That happened last night. The only difference is last night happened to be a weeknight. Usually not as active during the week. Uh, you know, you've got now in Ohio, you know, so many examples. New York Post, a woman who's pregnant, shot and killed, 7-Eleven, Kansas City, pushing her 14-month-old child in a stroller. We've already had a one-year-old murdered in, in Brooklyn, at a, you know, in a stroller. An eight-year-old killed in the Atlanta Chaz Chop Zone by that Wendy's when the Rayshard Brooks incident took place. You had the seven-year-old little girl in Chicago killed. You had this week at a, a 10- and 11-year-old shot in Chicago. You had 19-year-old uh, Horace Lorenzo Anderson Jr., a 19-year-old young man with his whole future ahead of him. Then you got the, the dopey mayors in the case of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot refusing to accept federal help after, you know, well, it's now 15 shot. I stand corrected, I guess. But and declaring she won't allow President Trump to terrorize her city. How about she protect the people of her city? Well, you know, I guess if the, my attitude and a lot of you seem to disagree with me on this. If they don't want the president's help and the president keeps offering help. I, I, I there's a point where my attitude is protect federal buildings, federal property. And they have to want it because otherwise all they're going to do is undermine the president. Look how, you know, the, the, the mayor of Portland is treating Chad Wolf, uh, who's now the acting DHS secretary and Ken Cuccinelli. Uh, get out of town and clean up your graffiti. They're not responsible for the graffiti. Now, Missouri, thank goodness, the governor there on Hannity the other night pointed out that the couple that defended their home with guns, that they're going to be pardoned without a doubt. You got, you know, chaos now going on nearly two months now in Portland. Uh, Ami Horowitz has some horrific video I got a look at earlier today. He's going to report he got on the ground last night. And where do you hear the sights and sounds from him there? You know, like, quote, like a nuclear bomb, 200 Minneapolis officers apply to leave the department. That's 20 percent of the entire force. You know, you hear these shots. This was at a funeral last night. They talked about during you know right after the incident happened a police spokesperson saying 60 shell casings were found i would guess they probably found more between now and then you know and they're saying it's a gang issue i don't care what the issue is protect the innocent people of chicago 
Children are getting shot. Grandmas and grandpas are getting shot. Moms and dads are getting shot. You know, we've already proven in New York how to do it. Giuliani did it. Bernie Kerrig did it. You know, we have, let's see, three killed on Monday, more than 20 others uh, wounded just Monday this week in Chicago. That's after 70 people were shot over the weekend and 12 are dead. Uh, two kids were shot over the weekend there. And I'm like, why Why are we allowing this to continue? And why would de- why are Democrats so psychotic that they don't want to even protect the people in their cities? But, you know, they can't do that. But they're telling us that they want to take over the police and they want to reallocate funds and they want to defund. And they, they keep promising us, you know, oh, where, do, where do we give you a government run health care? That didn't work. The schools in most of these cities are a mess also. You know, you have the third highest per capita city in America, Baltimore, 13 public high schools. Not a single child is proficient in math. I mean, just take a ladder to success and rip out every rung and say, yeah, climb the ladder without any rungs, because that's what you're doing. And again, this is now on the ballot. Let's not, uh, let's not film the people in the cars, okay? Still filming the cars. I can't get the shot off the cars. I
She's literally running the Titanic into an iceberg intentionally. The justice system in Cook County is totally broken. They have no idea what real justice is. And that's basically the bloodbath in the street is the result. You have reached the 911 police emergency line. Due to defunding of the police department, we're sorry, but no one is here to take your call. Leave your name and number and someone will get back to you. Our estimated wait time is currently five days. Goodbye. Oh, five days. Goodbye. By the way, that's Ami Horowitz. Ami Horowitz is going to join us later in the program today. That was, he actually arrived in Portland just last night. By the way, he was attacked when he was identified. His videos tell a story. We'll show some of them to you tonight on Hannity. Uh, and, and that is what we are now facing as a country. This, this is now nationwide. Now, I'm going to be honest. There comes a point where you have to let these mayors, they're going to make really bad, dumb, stupid decisions and not protect the people in their, their cities and communities I don't know what the president can do because at at the minute the president does anything and they are would undermine him. They're saying they're undermining him. They're saying, get the hell out of here. And if he does do it, anything that does happen, because they haven't exactly been, you know, supportive of the idea that anarchists uh, need to be stopped and law and order restored. So, you know, at that, whose problem then does it all become? Well, it becomes the president's problem. This madness after, you know, I, I don't know what to say to a Democratic Party where Nancy Pelosi is out there saying the, the insane things that she is saying, that they're stormtroopers and Congressman Clyburn comparing federal agents to, to Nazi Gestapo. Because that's what they're saying and that's what they're doing. And this is Joe Biden's party now. We had an alderman on last night. You know, and by the way, his home and, and office apparently were vandalized in recent weeks. He's a Democrat. And he's just saying we got to protect the people in the city. And this poor guy is, you know, paid a price for it. Um, he's trying to restore order. You know, the madness that is, you know, behind all of this is all political. Portland mayor calling federal law enforcement tactics un-American. You know, Gestapo, stormtroopers, Nazi Gestapos. I mean, this is now your new radicalized, extreme Democratic Party, and Joe Biden is buying into all of that. These Democrats have failed American cities after decades of rule. You know, Congresswoman Tlaib saying authorities will have to arrest her if Trump sends federal troops to Detroit. Uh, Pelosi is actually saying the coronavirus is the Trump virus. This is a level of madness and psychosis. It's now, you know, with 104 days, everybody is in a state of insanity. Gavin Newsom raging at the president. Why? Because the president is not counting illegal immigrants for states representation in the Senate in terms of building out congressional districts. I, I mean, it makes no sense whatsoever. People are not making a distinction between peaceful protesters. Most I don't even think these are peaceful protesters anymore. Um, and this, again, is all on the ballot. And I do believe if you look at, you know, what is happening here, um, 
you know, considering that, you know, Biden's position, they've now become the enemy. I don't know. I don't know how you win an election saying the police are the enemy. We're going to reallocate money. We're going to raise your taxes. We're going to end fracking and eliminate energy independence, the lifeblood of the economy, taking on trillions of dollars of the Green New Deal. Bernie's complete radical extreme socialism lifted word for word. Beto O'Rourke is gun czar. Pelosi, Schumer and failure. Uh, uh, Pelosi, Schumer and Biden, 125 years of failure. You know, and then Biden says the dumbest stuff. He actually claimed that the Biden Obama, their stimulus package that, you know, all those shovel ready jobs, even Obama said shovel ready wasn't so shovel ready. They claimed that the stimulus was a job creating juggernaut. Well, the truth is, is that we had 13 million more Americans on food stamps after eight years of Barack and Joe. Eight million more in poverty. We had the lowest labor participation rate since the 70s. We had the lowest home ownership rate in 51 years, the worst recovery since the 40s. That's their record. It was Trump that broke every uh, unemployment, low unemployment record for every American. African-Americans, Asian-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, women in the workplace, youth unemployment, African-American youth unemployment. They also, you know, for Joe Biden, the need to reach out and embrace Bernie. Why? Because Bernie's people weren't supporting him. It's the only way he could get them. You know, he didn't want to be at odds. Ocasio-Cortez is very clear she's critical of Joe Biden. So adopt her insane Green New Deal and pledge trillions of dollars to it. You know, the Biden campaign, too. He's got some other problems that are headed his way that he's not probably paying a lot of attention about. But, you know, now the campaign is having to push back against a Senate committee investigation into his son, zero experience Hunter and the millions that he made from Burisma uh, through personal attacks on on now chairman Ron Johnson, the, the senator from Wisconsin. Biden's campaign manager in a memo suggesting the Wisconsin Republican who heads the Homeland Security Committee could be a party to foreign influ- to a part of foreign influence operation accused him of worsening the coronavirus crisis by working on the investigation he's wasting tax dollars I, I mean okay really um I thought quid pro quos matter but they don't that's another problem that's the media mob the bigger biggest contributors to all things democratic radical socialist they're not pointing out Barack and Joe's failures why, did, why didn't they do criminal justice reform or police reform? Why didn't they commit, you know, the, the most amount of money and the, and the years of commitment to historically black colleges? You know, why didn't they create opportunity zones? Why did Donald Trump did all those things? You know, they had eight years. Joe's had 51 years. Joe, Nancy, and, and Chucky, they've had 125 years. Well, the person that broke all those record low unemployment numbers was Donald Trump. Joe's pledging to raise taxes and adopting Bernie's economic plans. Okay, that's redistribution of wealth. That's not going to fly. How well is government, uh, did the government plan on Obamacare, Biden care? Did, did, did it work? Did they keep their fundamental promises? No, it, they did not. Do you think that their plan to reallocate money away from police and calling police the enemy is going to work? I don't think so. You know, do you, do you like the foreign policy? Did you like the foreign policy of of Biden and uh, Barack? I didn't. Why would anyone give one hundred and fifty billion dollars in cash and other currency to mullahs in Iran chanting death to America? 
you know, it's um, it, these are remarkable times we're living in, but they're deadly serious. The, you know, now it's life and death, safety and security, fundamental issues here. This is the biggest choice election that we will face in our lifetime by far. Democratic Party platform cites slavery reparations as one of the party's top three issues. I can tell you the best thing that we can do, if you want to talk identity politics for any American of all backgrounds, races, demographics, well, we can do two simple things. Make sure their city and town are safe and secure and and fundamentally alter the unholy alliance between teachers unions and the Democratic Party because they're failing our kids. I, I mean, it's an epic fail. We're, we're literally r- ripping out the rungs of the ladder to success. You know, the answer is unemployment, record low unemployment. You know, you have a Republican, David Young, by the way, ahead of a Democratic incumbent to take uh, retake Iowa's third district. Look, this election is up for grabs here. You know, the president outlined yesterday the media. They've been out there. They've been covid, 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 except they were not covid at all during the protesting. No, Democratic politicians were out there marching with the some of the more peaceful protesters, many were, but also a lot of them were anarchists. A lot of them were throwing the rocks, the bottles, the bricks, the Molotov cocktails, and many had guns and others had knives. You know, they, they, we didn't talk about COVID then, but the president pointed out we've got National Guard troops in California, in Texas, and in Florida, and in Arizona. We have nine states that have a, a, one of the president's top representatives in these states. There's not a single a bit of PPE needed by any of the states that has been denied at all because the president got that done as well. You know, we have a new poll out. This is a, I saw this, a Cato Institute, YouGov National Survey. 62% of Americans say they have political views they're afraid to share. 50% of strong liberals support firing Trump donors. 36% of strong conservatives support firing uh biden don't i don't even know what this means i think people are afraid to express their political views you want to be you know in my business these days not particularly as much fun as it used to be you know biden's statement yesterday referring to you know the left-wing mob in portland as peaceful protesters is not true as we just heard and that's all ami horowitz's hard work you know, Joe Biden's out of touch, imposing efforts to defund the police. Well, 66% of Americans oppose his his oh, reallocation idea. I'm sure the number's higher, just calling the police, you know, having said they become the enemy of the, of the people. Most Americans oppose the cancel culture that is now. You don't, you don't have the proper political view. You say something controversial. It's not turn off the show. It's, you know, end the career. It's boycott the show. It's silence opposition voices. That's not, you know, to me, that's not even what liberals once stood for. You know, we're sending groups of lawyers to every voter registration uh, physician in the state. I don't know what he was talking about. Are you prepared um, to fight an election in a little over 100 days uh, with Russia and China potentially involved? And what can you do about it? Well, the only thing we can do about it is be prepared. We have a whole group of lawyers who are going out to every polling, every uh, uh, voter registration physician in the states. Every voter physician registration in the states, whatever that means. By the way, I hear hear your city of Arizona is being hit really hard. 
just a typical week. I don't even think he can do a real press conference. I didn't. I'm, I have questions about the two that he did. All right, glad you're with us. That's right, just 13 days. We'll have more details on all of this coming out. A lot of stuff coming. A lot of stuff we've been working on all day today. Um, the president's given an amazing speech. There's no substitute for police departments with strong backing from local leaders. President's killing it. We'll have full coverage of this tonight on Hannity, 9 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. I'd go to it now, but we have a, a lot of other stuff we got to get to today. Um, we have not done a lot of polling uh, on the air lately, but I do believe, and I've been stressing this issue of what the president is discussing now, no substitute for police departments without the backing from strong le- local leaders. They're not doing it. I call it a preview of coming attractions. Uh, and, and, and and the idea that these mayors and governors are more obsessed with hating Trump than actually digging their heels in and protecting innocent people in their towns and cities is sad. And the Department of Justice, you know, immediately are are sending law enforcement officials to Chicago. They're not wanted, but they're going to go because it's needed. Look at last night, for example. Anyway, between the enemy of the police, the, the enemy of now, uh, the police have now become the enemy's uh, comment of Biden. And the, yeah, of course, we'll reallocate. Not a nice word about the, the tough job police do every day to protect and serve. Um, then Bolshevik Bernie adopting his economic agenda, even lifting it word for word in many places. AOC's new Green Deal agenda. Uh, trillions he's, he's committing now to spending on that. Add to that the crazy gun views of Beto Bozo as his guns are. Then you got the 125 years of failure, Pelosi uh, and Schumer and Biden. How's how did Obamacare work out? Why is Social Security headed to bankruptcy and Medicare headed for bankruptcy? You know, how are those government schools doing in these big cities? How's safety and security going in these big cities? Because what they have done in these blue states that have been run by liberals for decades, what these mayors in these these cities run by liberal Democrats for decades, that would be, in my view, a preview of coming attractions because that's what he's now adopting as his platform. Scott Rasmussen is out today. By the way, there's a new podcast. Um, you can find it at justthenews.com. That's John Solomon's site. I, iTunes also. John McLaughlin, pollster and strategist. Matt Towery. Uh, 76% of voters nationwide believe that American politics are more polarized than American society, Scott Rasmussen found. 43% strongly agree, only 2% strongly disagree with that perception. Belief that politics is more polarized you know, than society, it's a view shared by 81% of women, 72% of, uh, 81% of men, 72% of women, 90% of senior citizens. 67% of voters under 35, 79% of uh, white Americans, 78% Hispanic voters, 60% of African-American voters. Remember, everything's broken down demographically. Uh, anyway, welcome all of you. Scott, let's talk about your poll that came out. Yeah, one of the things that uh, we see and hear all the time, if you if you listen to uh, politicians talk, is how polarized our nation is and how much we hate each other. And yet three out of four people say, you know, in, in daily life, we get along pretty well, regardless of race. And, and there is a strong perception that our political system is far more polarized and hateful than society at large. 
And I think that's one of the things that we're seeing play out, uh, you know, in these in these misunderstandings of what's going on in the public. When you talk about some of the issues uh, that I just heard you mention, uh, what's happening in the political environment has very little relation to what's going on uh, in day to day life for most Americans. And where President Trump did well, right, we got to Scott. Trump we got to check it. We got to work on on your phone line there, uh, Matt Towery. Let's go to you. Where is this race well, 104 days out? It, it, it's not a decided race, as the media would have you think. The president's very much in it. It really boils down to three issues. It boils down to the, the crime issue that you were talking about. By the way, did you know 14 people weren't apparently shot in Chicago last night? Because if you got up this morning, Fox News had covered it on their websites, but none of the major networks had much of anything to say about a shooting of 14 people. In, in Chicago. It's just shocking the degree to which they are trying to keep this president from even being able to get his message out. But it's about, it's about crime, it's about dealing with the virus, and it's about making sure the economy recovers, not just the stock market, but the economy. Okay. And I think with the, pre- what did you think yesterday in terms of the president with his COVID? You know, he hadn't been given updates in a while, but when we got the updates, we see the, the exhaustive, extensive amount of work uh, guard troops in California, Arizona, Texas, and Florida. PPE, no request is unfulfilled. Uh, we have nine states that have the president's representatives on the ground. Uh, we have major progress with therapeutics and major progress on the vaccine front. In terms of the economy, John McLaughlin, we don't have the full V. We probably won't have a full V, but we have every indication the economy is bouncing back big time. Absolutely. And you're seeing people focused on that. Well, first of all, and, and Scott's, the firm that Scott started, Rasmussen Reports, the president's job approval today was up to 49% because they do likely voters in their surveys. Plus, like what Matt was just talking about with the media bias, the bias goes on in the polls where you're seeing only 26, 24% of you know, Republicans in a lot of these media polls, so they're doubling down on bad media polls. But this one, uh, but Rasmussen reports now has the president within two of Joe Biden, where a couple of weeks ago they had him down 10. So the people are responding to the president reopening the country safely. And when they saw him there saying it was patriotic to wear, to wear a face mask to protect their fellow Americans and the briefing yesterday, plus the way he's doubling down on public safety with law enforcement being able to protect places like Portland, where they're trying to burn down a federal courthouse, and New York City and Chicago, where these shootings are up. And there's other cities like Philadelphia uh, experiencing the same thing. So the people are responding pres- uh, positively to the president's leadership while Joe Biden stays in the basement. So uh, and, he's, and he comes out for defunding the police. It's amazing. It is amazing. Uh, did we get Scott Rasmussen back? Scott, pick up your point. I'm here, and I'm not sure where the conversation went in between, but I do think it's very important uh, to recognize that disconnect between the uh, polarization in Washington and what people are seeing and trying to find ways to make better communities around the country. Uh, And, you know, what we see in the data is as concern grows for law and order uh, is against some of these other issues, that's good news for President Trump. I think it is. All right. So your state of the race, 104 days out, especially as defined by these these issues of safety and security uh, that have now come into the forefront, Biden embracing the most radical agenda of any presidential candidate in our lifetime. 
You know, right now, my latest polling shows Joe Biden is still up by seven points nationwide among registered voters. Uh, but, you know, you talk about it, how, how Joe Biden is defined right now. The race is defined uh, in a way that his two greatest attributes are that, number one, has not he's not named Donald Trump. And number two, he's not named Hillary Clinton. Uh, Joe Biden is, you know, as close to a generic Democrat as as you can get in the public eye. And until he's out in public and in a debate with the president, uh, he's going to just keep the focus on President Trump. You know, I and and I get that, and he can do that all he wants. Um, I think the president has a better agenda for the country, and I don't think the country. I always thought, you know, somebody Matt Towery in, in elections, primaries, people move to their base, but in general elections, they move to the center. What happened here? <laughs> well, they still move. They 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 still may move through, uh, Sean, because uh, several polls have come out show an unusually large undecided. And to be honest with you, the undecided shouldn't be all that high. If we're truly as politicized in this country as we are, to Scott's point, we probably aren't. I think the president has great opportunity to make up ground and to get ahead in some of these swing states. I will say a couple of quick things. I think the virus is, is a bigger issue in some areas than others. And I think here in Florida, where I am, yeah, people are getting a little bit scared. I think some of these governors are going to have to fill in the blanks for the president. The president has told them what he wants them to do. They need to probably be a little more aggressive right now because they're taking the same shelling from the media here that, that the president's been doing with nationally. But the other issue is I think the president has to confront Joe Biden and ask him to come out and talk to the press. There should be a Biden challenge that for every press conference the president has with national media, that same national media should be represented in a live press conference without any sort of a teleprompter with Joe Biden. Let's see how long that would last. Well, I mean, I like that, but, you know, we're going to have virtual conventions. We're going to have, you know, a very different set of circumstances. But what I see is a president acting. You know, we're watching the attorney general, Operation Legend, is going to step up the activity in all of these states, including Chicago, Albuquerque, uh, and and places like Portland and elsewhere. Why do, why do these mayors and governors seem so hell-bent on being after Trump more than they care seemingly about the, the protection of the, their own citizens, John McLaughlin? And, and how does that go over if we break things down demographically uh, with suburban moms or uh, African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans? In New York, it's some weeks 100% of shooting victims. But the one-party rule in these large cities is killing the Democrat Party, and it's forcing Joe Biden to move left. And and he's he's agreeing to crazy things that like AOC uh, uh, and Bill De Blasio are thinking about. Where they, I mean, they're releasing criminals. You can you can you can throw a brick at a police officer in New York City and be released the next day. So they so the, so you've got a situation where when you talk about the suburban moms, you got to realize last time four years ago. Hillary Clinton had a 10 million vote majority in the top eight Democratic states. So they're top heavy. The other 42 states were very sane and voted three by three million votes for President Trump. So where the electoral votes are, because these national polls don't really reflect the electoral votes in, in the states and where the electoral votes are and where the votes are in these in these suburbs and in the exurbs, they're, they're going for Donald Trump. And they're seeing this now. And the interesting part is the virus has caused more people to flee to the suburbs and the exurbs, and they're going to vote for Donald Trump. So you're starting to see that in the polls right now, where um, the ones who actually do likely voters, 
that reflect the 33% actual turnout they had in the exit polls in 2016. And also in a bad year for Republicans, the exit polls in 2018 had 33% Republicans. Those that are showing the Republicans above 30% are showing Donald Trump in a very competitive race. And I saw the president earlier this week, and as you said, Sean, to him, or you said multiple times on the airwaves, our campaign has to run like we're running as the underdog and behind all the time. And that's the Donald Trump you're seeing this week. And that's the president you're going to see from now till Election Day. More with our pollsters, Scott Rasmussen, John McLaughlin, Matt Towery. O'Reilly joins us later. We'll get a lot of your calls in. Ami Horowitz is on the ground in Portland. All right, our pollsters, Scott Rasmussen, John McLaughlin, Matt Towery. We'll get to your calls coming up next. And Bill O'Reilly and also Ami Horowitz on the ground in uh, Portland. Wow. The sound we played earlier is pretty unbelievable. Um, all right, so 104 days out. Now where are the swing states? For a president, you got to thread the needle. For a Republican, you got to win Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Ohio, Iowa. You got to pick off Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, maybe Minnesota this time. This could be in play. You got to hold Arizona. Got to fight for Nevada, New Mexico, New Hampshire, and the congressional district number two in. Uh, Maine. Where are we today, Scott Rasmussen? We have about 30 seconds each. Right now, today, the president would lose if this were election day. Uh, it would be close. Uh, if things, if the economy comes back, we're going to be in a situation where we're going to be watching very closely. And I suspect the states will be watching on election night will be same as in 2016, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin, and the results will be determined by what happens with the economy and with the pandemic. And your take, uh, John McLaughlin? I think we got to wait till Joe Biden comes out of his basement because we got 104 days, as you mentioned. But as Scott said, it's very close. We need 370 electoral votes to win. If you go to the Real Clear Politics website, which has a lot of these polls that are biased against us, there's 201 toss-ups. So as Biden comes out and the president engages them and they see the difference, a lot of those toss-ups are going to move into our column. So uh, it is too early to tell. We're running as the underdog. But let me tell you, it's going to be a close race right now at the worst case. At the best case, some of these states are going to fall back into our column when they see the contrast. Matt Towery. President's on his way back. Uh, he started losing ground when he gave up the coronavirus updates. He's doing them again. That's going to help him. He's gotten control on this crime issue in the streets. That's helping in, in the suburbs. He's got to watch out for one thing. Joe Biden's going to try to not debate him. Take it to the bank so they better be prepared. Well, I don't disagree with that, but I'll tell you, I don't think that'll go over well. Do you all agree with that real quick? He tries to he duck and dodge. Bank. I don't think that works. I don't think it works in today's era, no. No, I don't think so either. All right. Presidential candidate to debate. All right, Scott, thank you. John McLaughlin, Matt Towery, thank you. Your call's coming up. O'Reilly coming up. Ami Horowitz on the ground in Portland. You heard the sounds. It's not good. Straight ahead. 104 days to election day, 13 days till our book release. Looking forward to it. So we're watching the chaos. We're watching the unrest. We're listening to the dopey Oregon governor and the dopey Portland mayor. Get out of town. Get out. Meanwhile, it's been nearly two months of just utter chaos, anarchy. Cops hurt. People hurt. Nobody feels safe and secure in Portland. There's no law and order in Portland. And, you know, just for, for example, listen to Chad Wolf, uh, acting DHS secretary, about law enforcement officials have to proactively arrest people there. 
and Comrade de Blasio blaming coronavirus on the spike in New York City crime. And Beto Bozo refers to the Texas GOP as a death cult. Listen to this. Anytime that you attack a federal facility, such as a courthouse there in Portland, uh, that is a a federal crime. Uh, Attacking federal police officers, law enforcement officers, which they have done for 52 nights in a row, is a federal crime. And so the department, because we don't have that local support, that local law enforcement support, we are having to go out and proactively arrest individuals. And, and, And we need to do that because we need to hold them accountable. This idea that they can attack federal property and law enforcement officers and go to the other side of the street and say, you can't touch me, is ridiculous. We don't do that in any other type of law enforcement. We pursue a criminal. We investigate. uh, We pull them over if you have probable cause. uh, We arrest them. We charge them and we prosecute them. And you need to hold individuals accountable. And when we don't do that, I think we get what we see in Portland today. We've had a very tough few months, no doubt, and it is directly related to the coronavirus, the dislocation it's caused in our society, the fact that our court system is not functioning yet. So many factors that have been absolutely aberrant for just the last four or five months. Instead, we have a governor who perhaps is looking at the 2022 Republican primary for the office that he now holds, trying to fend off our Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, who on Fox News said there are more important things than living. In other words, let's get on with the dying, knowing full well that it will be those frontline workers making $7.25 an hour, which is a minimum wage in Texas. It will be African-Americans, it will be Latinos and Mexican-Americans who will be doing the dying right here in Texas. This is a death cult, the Texas GOP, only they want you to do the dying. And that's exactly what is happening in Texas right now. All right, that is, okay, Beto Bozo, genius that he is. Uh, You know, nobody pays attention National Guard troops have been deployed to California, Texas, Florida, and Arizona. Nobody pays attention that nine states have uh, Donald Trump high-ranking officials on the ground. Nobody reports the fact that every bit of PPE any state has ever asked for is given. Nobody talks about the the incredible uh, strides we have made with therapeutics. The mob that you know lied about hydroxychloroquine, they ignore the Ford study, they ignore... What was it? The Cedar, the Mount, what was the hospital Dr. Oz mentioned yesterday? New, one of the New York hospitals. They ignored that as well. Uh, they, don't, they don't even know what remdesivir is at this point. I mean, they're just, you know, dumb, dumb, and dumber. Uh, it is what it is. Now, Chad Wolf is right in that law enforcement officials have to proactively arrest people in, in Portland. All right, let's get to our busy phones, I as I promised. All right, let's go to Florida, the great state of Florida, where we'll jo- we're will we joined by Robin. Robin, hi, how are you? Glad you called. Hey, great, Sean. Love your show. I never miss it. Um, my question for you today is, what do you think the Democratic strategy is in delaying Biden's running mate choice? Do you think they're going to risk going to the far left like he is or somebody that has a history of middle ground to win over Trump undecided? You know, you're raising a good point. I, I, I don't think there is a moderate in today's Democratic Party. Look, Democrats have always hidden who they are, Robin. They've, they've never admitted that they're radical socialists. Uh, even Obama said something very interesting. He said, you know, I couldn't run on the issues that the party's running on now when I was running for office. So he just tried to hide it. And occasionally it would pop out. You know, we got to spread the wealth around. I mean, you didn't build that. And and so on and so forth. Um, Black liberation theology gave us some insight into how he thought, what he believed. Uh, Obamacare gave us insight into, okay, what does socialism look like? 
Well, millions losing their doctors, millions losing their plans, and the average American paying 200% more, and almost 40% of the population now uh, literally having just one Obamacare exchange choice. So I, I, if I had to guess now, it's likely leaning by process of elimination Kamala, I guess. I don't know, but I don't see a good option for Joe. Well, I was sort of thinking Val Demings because of the Florida vote being so always, you know, up in the air. So that's kind of what I was thinking, but I thought, well, I'm going to call him as John. Yeah, look, I mean, uh, her problem uh, from the standpoint that I hear from Democrats is her law enforcement background. Now, how sick is that? Sick. Exactly, right? I mean, you'd think that's something, but he's saying that the cops have become the enemy. Yeah, we're going to reallocate funds. That's not law and order and safety and security, Robin. All right, we'll be watching Florida very closely. We need you, Robin. We need your state. Jim in Illinois. Jim, how are you? Glad you called. Doing well, Sean. How are you? As I told uh, you, uh, as I told you, call screen. I'm a former law enforcement officer. I write some articles for law enforcement today, and we are not able to get anybody to go on record with the city of Portland with any information proving that those officers are anywhere other than right around the courthouse or right around the federal building. The mayor's lying, and he's lying repeatedly. The officers are they're protecting federal property, nothing more. Just like the officers that are going into Chicago. They're, there, they're coming in here to try and stop the violence that we're having every week. And the mayors, the, the last three mayors now, nobody wants to do anything about it. Well, they haven't done anything about it. They've, and when Biden and Barack were in the White House as vice president and president, uh, they barely mentioned Chicago. Now, I used to scroll the names, even in their administration, of all the people shot on you know, any given time while they were president and vice president. I didn't understand the lack of urgency. You know, here's a sad truth, too, though. You know, they're allowing it to happen, and they seem to care more about politicizing Donald Trump wanting to solve the problem than they do about the safety and security of people in their city. And, you know, that that to me speaks volumes about who they are, the kind of people they are. Uh, that's not the, their first and foremost responsibility, safety and security. You can't pursue happiness without it. And we're losing kids. We're losing, you know, 14 people shot last night. Uh, would you say that's a good day in Chicago or an average day? Unfortunately, it's now become average. It's starting to become really average, and it's got to the point. I mean, these people were just walking out of a funeral home, and yep. a car drove by and started shooting. And the, the even worse, the people at the funeral started shooting back. Sixty, as I understand, casings were recovered. That was when they did the presser during Hannity last night. I didn't get an update if there were more, but yeah, uh, 14 shot last night. 14. I mean, okay, if, if, that, if that's the America you want, that's a preview of coming attractions. The educational failure in these blue states, that's a preview of coming attractions. Blue cities, preview of coming attractions. That is socialism. Government-run schools. Government-run uh, failure on every level. They can't, do, they can't provide basic safety, security, and education. Okay, they didn't work out with Obamacare. Why would people believe all these promises that everything's going to be free? It's not. Anyway, good call, uh, Jim. Our prayers are with the great people of your state. Uh, back to the swing state of Florida. 
Danielle is next. Danielle, hi, how are you? Well, in 104 hi. days, Florida is going to be very important to the country. And we are fighting hard, Sean. I'm telling you, we are fighting hard. First, I just want to say your staff is awesome. Um, I, just give me three minutes. That's all I'm asking is for three minutes. I just want to say you had a great show as usual, especially yesterday. If Leo Terrell can get sanitized, anyone can. After all, there is hope for America. So thank you, Sean and Mr. Leo Terrell. I don't watch scary movies, Sean, for a reason. I don't like them. And right now, America feels like a scary movie. But it's not. It's real life in our country right now. I talk with my brother who's been in Iraq, Afghanistan, Somalia, and many other war zones. I've seen many pictures from those places. And I have to say, what I'm seeing today in Seattle, New York, Portland, Chicago, is worse than any war zone he has ever been in and any picture of a war zone I have ever seen. I've watched the interview of Mr. Garas Lorenzo Anderson with you, and I can't imagine what he's going through. My heart still hurts for him. I'd like to know, where's Black Lives Matter? Where's the liberal politicians? Why didn't his life matter? Why is he not important? My motto is, when all black lives matter, maybe I will consider that black lives matter really cares. Until then, they're a fraud. What's happening is insane. The St. Louis couple charged for protecting themselves and their property, but not those who illegally came into their community and criminally broke down their fence. Yet none of them arrested. They've been praised. Law enforcement arresting people not wearing masks, yet allow looters and rioters to destroy the property and viciously attack innocent citizens every day. Liberal cities completely lawless, yet Pelosi, liberal governors, mayors say nothing. They only attack our president. These issues have been going on for so many years, yet Trump has only been in office for four, but it's all his fault. I'm a former Democrat. I was a Democrat for many years. I will never listen to me, Sean. If my mother ran for president or Congress or city commission, I wouldn't vote for her as long as she was on a Democrat ticket. There, there's no more enough of this lawlessness. The more emboldened they get, the more they do. Look at our police getting belted with bats, frozen water, Molotov cocktails, and so on. When is this madness going to stop? What needs to happen is conservatives. Yes, listen, conservatives need to stand up and fight back and not just post on social media how hurt they are, how disgusted they are. One thing about the Democrats, one thing about the Democrats, they band together, right, wrong, or indifferent, no matter what. Republicans failed in our cities. I'm sorry to say that. Republicans don't go into inner cities. They don't go to talk and educate people. It's time. It's time that we stop and we start going into communities to save them. If we don't do something now, it's over for America. America, as we know, it will be gone and it will never come back. Maybe the Democrats start- have won these cities for decades. The, 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 the people of these cities have allowed these same politicians to, to be reelected. The Republicans have to get elected to to do change. You know, it's very appealing to say, all right, President Trump will do it. They are saying loudly, get out of our city. They care more about bludgeoning the president politically than protecting the citizens of their cities and towns and states. 
I don't know what to tell you at that point. I mean, the people have to wake up. Every promise they've made, they've broken. Every grand scheme to keep them safe has failed. Every educational promise has failed. Every demonization has worked. Listen, I hear your passion. It is a battle cry. And you're right in what you are saying. I want the I want our fellow Americans to have the best education and safety and security. It can be done, but it's not going to be done by reelecting the same people. Now it's a, now now Americans have to make a choice. Uh, anyway, thank you so much for a passionate call. Uh, we really appreciate you being with us. Uh, whew, these are tough times, aren't they? All right, time for one more uh, quick call here. Bill O'Reilly at the top of the hour. Uh, John in Florida. John will be watching you closely in the next uh, 104 days. What's going on, sir? Well, huge fan, first of all. I've been watching you for 20 years. I uh, actually saw you a couple years ago here when you were with DeSantis. But what I wanted to talk about was look at the vote totals from 2016. Johnson got 4.5 million votes. Stein only got 1.5 million. They keep saying that she tipped the election to Hillary. No, the truth is Johnson took a lot more votes away from Trump than Stein got from Hillary. If you look at the swing states, it's three to one libertarian to green. I'll give you an example. Pennsylvania, 44,000 vote win for Trump. Johnson got 146,000, Stein 49. Michigan, 11,000 vote win. Johnson got 172,000 votes, Stein 52. Wisconsin, 23,000 vote win. Johnson got 106,000, she got 31, meaning those people are Trump voters. Four and a half million votes went to the Johnson ticket. The prior year, 2012, he got 1.2 million. The year before that, the Libertarian got 500,000 votes. This year, their ticket is a teacher from Clemson and a guy named Spike. There's no way that those votes are not going to be Trump voters. The campaign has well, got to target those people. And get those I don't votes. disagree. we got to target every American. Everybody. I don't disagree at all. Very important. Anyway, uh, thank you uh, so much for the call. When we come back, all things simple man, Bill O'Reilly, BillOReilly.com, next. Uh, that means Leonard Skinner time, all things Bill O'Reilly, BillOReilly.com, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of this extravaganza, 104 days till you, we, the American people, you become the ultimate jury. It's never been as dramatic a choice as election as it is now. Bill O'Reilly is not a simple man. He says he's a simple man. We admire him for trying to pull that off, but he's kind of complicated. And we love to make fun of him about it, but the reality is, Mr. O'Reilly, you said on this program, I believe within the last two weeks, that you wanted Donald Trump to hold a press conference on coronavirus just like the one that he held yesterday. How did he do? I think he did well. I don't think he should have uh, answered the Maxwell question. Um, I think that was a mistake, but it's it's not a big deal. Um, the stuff. Well, I even said I, I've met her a few times. I don't know anything about it, so you know. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I agree with you. I, I wouldn't even do that. Yeah. I, if I were the president, somebody gave me a gotcha question like that, which obviously. That's what it is, I would say. By the, by the way, can we just stop questions? and can, can we freeze frame this? If I was the president. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we don't. Bill O'Reilly is president. Off, All right. That's another discussion. But anyway. That's, look, by the way, that would be a great discussion to have. I don't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. 
No, no, and I'll be happy to talk to you about it any time about what I would do if I were the leader of the greatest country in civilization. But I think Donald Trump did fine yesterday. Uh, he changed his tone a little bit, uh, more empathetic and more precise in that it is personal behavior that's going to defeat this disease. That's what it is. And if Americans wise up and say, all right, I'm not going to go into clusters people I don't know. And when I have to be in proximity of other people I don't know, I'm going to wear the mask. Then the disease will subside. But that is it. It's a fairly simple thing. Coming from me, a simple man, don't go into clusters. Okay. But what President Trump should do now, and this is very important, and I want to tell all uh, Hannity listeners that I, I texted Hannity this yesterday and he totally ignored me. Um, which he does from time to time, uh, showing, uh -huh. look, school is the big thing right now for the COVID and for President Trump's reelection chances. You've got to open the schools. Europe has opened the schools. So why not invite all the ministers of education from the NATO countries that have opened to a conference in Washington and get their expertise, then hold a press conference and say, this is what we learned, this is what we should do based upon the science that's happening in Europe. Don't you think that's a good idea? I look at all of these countries, and I've listed them, and I've, I've given all the specificity out, and uh, all of the information, all of... I mean, there's not a there's not a hot spot in a single country that has opened up their schools, Bill. Not one. Now, it doesn't. Can I guarantee Americans that uh, that that's the same result would happen here? No, you can't. Um, but with that said, I like to look at what works and duplicate what works, and it's working. Yeah, but see, that shows leadership on the part of Donald Trump. So there, the Democrats and the hate Trumpers are saying, "Oh, he's not leading," but that shows leading. And they'd have to pay their own way, and they could put them up at the Trump Hotel if you wanted to. But let, that is something that would be very easy to do and worthy, and would show the American people, many of whom are skeptical about Donald Trump, that he's really trying to get information because the schools have to open. You can't keep the urchins out anymore because that sends a signal that the pandemic is defeating america that's the signal of keeping kids home in the fall so we can't do that psychologically but you can't open because europe has opened look i'm i'm listening to everything you're saying and i think it's critical I, the the frustrating thing is when you have and every time we have dr oz on this program we discuss this and that is when you have when you conflate medicine science with politics, because politics is always going to win that battle. And unfortunately, like everything else, like is always the case, and it's never been this bad in the 33 years now, Bill, I'm in radio and my 25th year at Fox, and you've been doing this just slightly longer than me, all told in your career. Uh, you know, facts don't matter anymore. There is no media. There's no objectivity. There's no, re there's no journalism. It's dead. It's all propaganda, lies, smears, slander, conspiracy theories, hoaxes, besmirchments. And, you know, all we really want to do is give people good information. The president yesterday, the best part, I think, about that whole press conference is he laid out 
all of the things that he's been doing and has not gotten any play or any press uh, in terms of therapeutics, in terms of uh, National Guard troops, uh, in terms of the advancement of vaccines, in terms of, I mean, all of it, mobilizing the military when they get the vaccine, everything was hopeful, and you don't hear about it at all from the mob. They are a mob, Bill O'Reilly. You know it. I know it. This audience knows it. They're not to be believed anymore. You can't believe liars. They're just liars. Okay, but Donald Trump is a good bully pulpit. He used it yesterday and get his message out. He needs to persuade women, American women, to vote for him. He's going to carry men. All right? American men will more will vote for him than Biden. So he's got to get into the precincts of women who are open-minded, I think most of them, and they don't like the far left, and they think that Joe Biden is well beyond his uh, years. He's not going to be effective. But he's got to go into the woman precinct and say, I'm really trying to get your kids back to school, and here's something I'm doing. That's very visible. You'd report on it. I'd report on it. He could hold a big press conference with some of these ministers of education. And the smear media, the people who hate him, what are they going to say? That's a bad idea? There's no downside to doing that. Law and order, safety and security. If you're talking about American, all right, suburban moms, right? We we break everything down demographically in elections, right? All right, so suburban moms. Okay, they're watching Portland. They're watching Seattle. They're watching New York. They're watching Chicago. Bill, my whole show last night changed on a dime because... Well, 14 people were shot just, you know, 10 minutes. I literally broke two minutes before I I went on the air last night. 14 people, 70 last weekend, you know, 12 dead, uh, two children shot on top, you know, 10 and 11. I mean, this is this is a war zone. Now, I don't think, you know, maybe some suburban moms have been turned off Donald Trump style, but he's going to keep you safe and secure. And he's everywhere that he is uh, allowed law allowed national guard troops to help they've solved the problem bill it's not that complicated no but there are a lot of people who are not driven by information all right they're driven by emotion these people vote and so what i'm trying to do because i i don't usually do this but i i agree with you 100 percent. this is the most important election of my lifetime and your lifetime and everybody's listening's lifetime if, if the radical Democrats get in control of this country, it's going to disappear, which is why I am launched the campaign Stand Up for Your Country on BillOReilly.com. And you're going to see that, by the way, with this National Football League decals. This is a huge mistake. This, this may destroy that league to put the names of dead people on the helmets. Well, what about the dead police officers, the first responders who died protecting people? Do they get a helmet, too? Do they get a decal? So you're seeing this unbelievable culture war play out in this country. And if the radicals win, the country vanishes because you already have the NFL, Disney, giant, giant enterprises siding with the radicals. I mean, I never thought I'd see it. Bill, you're saying something that I believe, which is, you know, you know, I'm launching a book in 13 days. I'm doing an interview with you, uh, which, by the way, is probably the biggest career risk I'm ever making. I mean, you know, I'm I'm stepping into the no spin zone where there are actual, 
There are talking points, imaginary talking points that talk to themselves. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm being grilled by a guy that's complicated that claims he's a simple man. It's going to be very dangerous for me, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to suck it up. I'm going to be courageous and I'm going to enter the no spin zone. Um, but it, you know, I, Bill, I've never felt like this in my life. No, me either. Everything, uh, I mean, everything. I, you and I are simpatico on this. And look, you just you just get down the list. I mean, they want to spend trillions of dollars on climate change. We owe twenty nine trillion dollars. I'd like my dollars to be worth something. You're going to collapse the economy. You're going to collapse the culture. Nobody's going to be able to give their opinion. You and I are probably be in, be in the penitentiary. I mean, it's really bad what the alternative to Trump is. And you know, people uh, we, but, 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 but Bill, we know what it is. It's Bolshevik Bernie's economic policies, AOC's new Green Deal policies. It's it's Bozo O'Rourke's, you know, gun confiscation policies. It's Pelosi, Schumer and Biden, 125 years of broken promises, no real success to point to and failure and vicious partisanship. That's it. That's we know what it is. I got a simple question for Joe Biden. You ready? Go ahead. Would you kneel if you were an NFL player? It's a great question. I mean, that Isn't that's it? that's a that's a that's a quintessential Bill O'Reilly question. And and yep. you know, I, what, what, the, my problem is that you know, look at what happened to Drew Brees. Drew Brees. I mean, he just said, "Well, my parents, my grandparents, whoever, and his family served, and for me, I don't want to kneel because." The flag, to me, honors them and all that fought, bled, and died. And, you know, so anyway, stay there. We'll come back more with Bill O'Reilly. BillOReilly.com, 800-941-SEAN. Your call's final half hour coming up. And our friend Ami Horowitz weighs in uh, on, he's been out in Portland. All right, as we continue, Bill O'Reilly, all things O'Reilly, BillOReilly.com. All right, so 104 days out. uh, We had our pollsters on earlier. Things seem to be changing. I think the biggest change is... Biden saying that the police have now become the enemy. He's also never said a good word about law enforcement that protect and serve. I call them the 99 percent of good cops. Uh, He also said that, yeah, we'll reallocate funds away from the police. He's also embraced Bolshevik Bernie, AOC, Pelosi, Schumer and and Beto Bozo. Bill, all our lives, we've we've watched elections and in primary. You move to your base in a general election. You move to the center. Is this a sign of weakness that he has to shore up his base in the general election? Look, Joe Biden is going to run as the return of Barack Obama. So yesterday, uh, the former president and the former vice president got together for a little chat on the net. Uh, They're doing a bunch of fundraisers together. That's what Joe Biden's running on. I'm going to bring back the Obama years. All right. But the way to pin him down. And Donald Trump should do this. Forget about the moderators of the debate. You're not going to get a fair debate. Everybody knows that. Donald Trump should ask a a series of questions to Biden directly, just as I just did. Would you kneel if you were an NFL player? Why did you pass a tough anti-crime deal law when you were a senator? And now you're saying the the militarized police are the enemy. Well, what happened, Joe? What happened? Are you woke now? I mean, you could really take him out if you ask him direct questions, which the press will not do. I agree with all of what you're saying. Obama got that pass. I think the only one that gave him a a tough interview was you. 
You're the only yeah, one. Because, and by the way, the uh, only one that was really vetting the crap out of them, or one of the very few, was me. And I got the crap beat out of me from doing that. I, I interviewed Barack Obama three times. They're the toughest interviews he's ever been through. But they're fair. It was fair. And um, he and I got along. I think he respected me for asking tough questions. But as you just pointed out a few minutes ago, the media is not there anymore. They're never going to ask Joe Biden a tough question. Chris Wallace might, if Wallace gets him, he might. But the rest won't. And certainly the New York Times, Washington Post won't. So Trump has to. And as the debates get closer, we'll go over. I'll give you a bunch of simple questions that I don't think Joe Biden is capable of. Well, we'll make sure. All right. Simple man. Got to play out our Leonard Skinner, Bill O'Reilly, BillOReilly.com. All right. I need to really do deep breathing exercises. When are you interviewing me? Do you even know? I don't even know. Yeah, I know. It's a week from Tuesday. Oh, no. Um, oh, my gosh. What yeah. am I going to do? Oh, 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 to think of it. I know. How do you get I, nightmares on this one, man? Uh, BillOReilly.com. Thank you, my friend. 800-941. Sean will update you on what's on the ground in Portland next. Ami Horowitz is there. Let's not, uh, let's not film the people in the cars, okay? Still filming the cars. I can't get the shot off the cars off the movie.
right, those are the sounds of the summer of love in all these democratic cities. Summer of love. Ami Horowitz uh, on the ground reporting from Portland. Uh, by the way, he only got there last night and was already attacked and hurt. And uh, we'll have some of these videos on Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern. He's here to update us on, well, in just a short period of time. That sounded like a very loving you know, spaghetti potluck dinner zone, just like the Chaz Chop Autonomous Zone in Seattle. Sounded lovely. It sounded like there was just everyone having a, a good time to me. It warmed the cockles of my heart. It was wonderful. It was like being in my grandma's house. I loved it. Look, you know, again, we keep saying the same thing. The media malpractice that we're seeing across the country and the way they define these protesters drives me absolutely insane because you know that I'm there on the ground. I'm reporting for you on the ground these places. I see, you see the raw, that was raw footage you were watching there. Look, is every single, now there, I got to say, first of all, there were thousands of people there, really thousands of people. Is every single person there rioting? No. Do they all support the rioters? Absolutely. Whenever the rioters, and by the way, not a small percentage of them, I'm talking hundreds of these people, were attacking the federal building, right? The way this, the, 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 the timeline this works is they're protesting outside, and then 100, 200 people start attacking the federal building itself. They try to burn it down. We've got the footage of them lighting a fire around the building and then trying to tear down the windows and the boarding. Only at that point... Do the federal officers come out and disperse them with tear gas? By the way, I don't know if you've ever been tear gas before. I've been tear gas a couple times. Not a pleasant experience, absolutely. Burned my lungs, couldn't see for a few seconds, but a very effective and humane way to clear people out. And that's all they were doing. And every time they did that, they came back again and began trying to destroy the building itself. If you see the, the footage of what they're saying, the, the, the scrawled on the building. It's not like, hey, we want feds out, we want our freedom. It's, we want to kill the feds, we want to kill the cops. It, it is crazy to me that these guys are being portrayed by the media as nonviolent. Well, I mean, you're now living in the middle of this. Tell me what happened with you specifically. You were attacked last night? Yeah, so this is somewhat par for the course, unfortunately for me, but what happened was, they at some point they one person recognized who I was, and okay. uh, at that and? point he started telling people that this, this this guy is here to disrupt. This guy's a conservative, this, uh, and they and then three or four guys start taking um, those because they were they were throwing glass at the building as well, and they was taking broken glass and throwing at me. It wasn't that bad. I, my arm got cut up a little bit. But uh, I had to hightail uh, out of there at that point because uh, the, the gig was over. This is, again, this is not a safe environment for somebody who has a differing opinion to these people, just to be clear. This is not a place. Can I give you some be, advice? Why don't you just wear a mask and do it and, and maybe put on some glasses and that might be able to help you do your work in a little bit more safety and security? Maybe a fake mustache, something like that. Okay, if you have a mask on, you don't need the fake mustache. Fair, that, good, good point. Actually, I was wearing <laughs> yeah. a mask for most of the time. Um, but the, these guys, look, it is... Uh, when you start asking them questions, which I assume is part B of Ami Horowitz and who you are and what you do, I think that's when we're going to get more of these answers. Correct. And, and the answers you're going to get, what you're going to hear from these people is they... Th actually, it's kind of interesting. There's this kind of weird federalism, states' rights thing that was going on, which I, which I 
kind of found interesting, right? They want they want they want us to handle our own business in in Oregon and doesn't want the federal government involved, which I can kind of understand. But the problem is is that the Portland police are nowhere to be found. Okay, they have totally allowed the mob to take over the city after nine o'clock. And when you ask these protesters, what are you looking for? They just want to burn, man. Burn, baby, burn. Yeah, they'll tell you initially we want the feds out. The feds weren't always there, okay? But yet you still see many of our cities burning down. They want chaos. They want anarchy. They are totally aligned with Antifa, who is there in force. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I don't know why people have not been able to distinguish between the anarchists and maybe people that... Well, I would argue the, the the peaceful protesters early on are likely gone. Maybe you have a lot of curiosity seekers and people bored and need to be, you know, want to be in the middle of a Schiff show uh, as we dedicate that to Adam Schiff. But I got to tell you something. It's scary what I hear in the background. And unfortunately, you know, this is what I keep reiterating. The, these are all the blue cities run by liberal Democratic mayors for decades Blue states run by liberal Democrats for decades. Uh, this is now the party that supported the group of people that is propping up Joe Biden and Joe Biden is trying to appease. And so it has political ramifications in 104 days, because I would argue this is all a preview of coming attractions. Oh, I agree. And, and it goes back to the same point. It's the, the fact that there's a minority of people who are creating the violence, which is true, but the problem is they're giving air, they're giving support, because they're not being condemned by the larger group. They're not being condemned, A, by the group in, in Portland watching them burn down the building. They're not being condemned in a larger sense by, by Joe Biden and the Democratic establishment. They could say, this is not acceptable, people. We do not accept you. We do not support you. But they're not saying that because... And, and again, that's why it's happening in blue states, because the leadership quietly, in some cases not so quietly, acquiesce and maybe have support for what these people are doing. This is not happening in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This is not happening in Texas. Okay, This is happening in New York, in Minneapolis, in Seattle, in Portland. And you're right. And these, this leadership, they haven't failed to stop it. I think quietly they support it. They want to see this chaos happening. Yeah, no, I think you're right. What about the police presence? What about local businesses? What about, you know, um, you know, I guess these are Green New Deal Democrats and uh, climate control activists that support AOC, for example. Uh, tell us what's going on. Paint the picture for us. Yeah, so what's interesting is when you when you first get this, so the thing starts around nine o'clock and, and, and people come in force again, it's thousands of people. So extraordinarily large group of people. Now, you would think that when you know this is happening at a certain time, you would think if you're Portland, you would have a heavy police presence. They don't have to stop people. They, people are allowed to protest. There's no issue there. But there was zero police presence. Zero police presence, and then the, 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 the federal um, uh, protectors are inside the building. They're not outside there can, either. Can you identify who the leaders are, though? Have, are you able to pick them out? In, it, like it, I, I was able to do that in Seattle at CHOP, but in this case, no, you're you're not able to see any any, any particular leadership. What you use, what you see is, like I said, about a hundred people who then maybe more who 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 run up to the federal building and start trying to tear it down and burn it down. That attracts another few hundred people. 
but there's not one person exhorting them to do it. It's a, it's a, it's a group of people. They may be loosely or not loosely associated. You well, can't where really are people going that. to get information about where the uh, night's festivities are taking place, if you will, considering it's a festive zone, according to fake news, CNN and MSDNC? Uh, everybody in, in Portland. When I, when, I, when I first landed, I asked my Uber driver, you know, what's going on tonight? It's like, just go to the federal, federal courthouse. Everybody knows where it is. Um, you don't have to have like a secret message or secret handshake to get in. Uh, so everybody heads, heads out to the same exact point. So they know, the Portland police know, yet they're not there at all. I didn't, literally, and and what about the DHS work. presence and Chad Wolf and Ken Cuccinelli and, and them creating their presence there? Uh, I assume they're out in force. No, see what actually what's 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 interesting is you would think that they are their quote not not that they would justify it, but their attacks are are spurred on because of the federal presence and a federal overreach. But that's not the case. There are no federal officers anywhere when those protests are first happening. They allow them to protest peacefully without any kind of problem whatsoever. It's a lie that they're just trying to grab protesters. The only time the feds come out is when they're actually attacking the building, federal property. At that point, and only at that point, do the federal officers come out and use tear gas. Tear gas, that's it. Now, the tear gas is, you know, obviously... It puts By the way, the tear, tear gas is the uh, non-lethal, uh, quote, weapon of choice, if you will, to disperse crowds. That's just a fact. I got tear gas three times, okay? It's, it's perfectly legitimate to disperse a crowd with tear gas. Again, it burns your lungs, it's terrible, but it pushes you back, but it's totally humane and totally legitimate. Okay, completely legitimate, because if they didn't use this tear gas, trust me, if they didn't use this tear gas and they want to protect the building, there'd be bodies on the street. Did you see cops getting hurt? Uh, Well, sure, sure. Of course, you see cops being hit by projectiles the entire time they're out there uh, when they when they ring the building. Of course. No, these people are attacking. When did it become okay, Sean, to attack police officers across this country? I don't get it. When I was a kid, if you attacked a police officer, he's going to beat you to death or shoot you. And that was okay because you were attacking them. I don't understand where it's okay to attack a police officer with a pipe or throw a glass bottles at the head of a police officer trying to protect uh, a federal building. I don't, I don't understand what's happening. All right. Ami Horowitz, we'll have a, a lot of this on Hannity tonight, uh, your exclusive footage. Thank you for sharing it all with me and this audience. Uh, we appreciate it. Please be safe. Wear your mask. If you wear a mask, you don't need a fake mustache. Just saying. I'm not, so, I'm not, I'm not sure where that comment came from. But wear the mask. Wear glasses. Hide, hide a little bit. You know, go a little incognito. Uh, even I can gain back a slight bit of anonymity until the, at least I thought this weekend when a guy, I walk out of a, a deli with my mask on. Hannity, what's going on? I'm like, I had dark glasses and a mask on. How did this guy recognize me? I'm like, ugh. I can't get anonymity anywhere, unfortunately. It sucks. All right, Ami Horowitz, stay safe, my friend. Thank you. Hannity tight. We got a great show tonight. I mean, the president's presser, we're going to outline it all. If you missed it with Bill Barr, protecting American safety, security, even going against these liberal governors and mayors. We'll lay out all of that for you. We have uh, Senator Kennedy, by the way, is amazing. Matt Gates, Bernie Carrick, Carl Rove tonight. Uh, and it just is going to be a great show. We'll have uh, Leo Terrell and Geraldo and Dan Mangino go at it. That's always fun. All right. Look, first, I want to save you money. Money is freedom. Now, the average family of four, just by changing their cell phone service away from T-Mobile or Verizon or Sprint, 
They're saving over $800 on average a year. And get this, it's the exact same service as the big carriers. As a matter of fact, there's no contract to sign. And right now, for example, you can get unlimited talk text, two gigs of data, 20 bucks a month. And by the way, you get more plans to choose from. The less data you need, guess what? The more money you save. You can keep your phone and your phone number. This month in particular, you can save 250 bucks on any iPhone with a qualifying plan. So why not, for the exact same service, why not switch? Because it's simple. Dial pound 250 on your cell, say the keyword save now. Pound 250 on your cell, keyword save now. And if you do it right now, guess what? You're going to save an additional 50% off on your first month. All right. Now, Hannity tonight, the president, the attorney general, families all speaking out. They want safety and security. Liberal mayors, liberal governors. They're more filled with hatred for Trump than they seem to be wanting to protect American families and the American people. Matt Gates, Senator Kennedy, Karl Rove, state of the campaign. Leo Geraldo Dambongino, Bernie Carrick, 9 Eastern, set your DVR. We'll see you tonight, back here tomorrow. As always, thank you for being with us.